WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of that diversity, not the views of WFNU or FNA as a whole. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to 651 Sports Update on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. I am Mike Resendez, and you are tuned in to the only high school sports program in St. Paul that covers the public schools and St. Agnes. We've got a good show for you today. We have a lot of scores and stats to get to, and we also have a couple of guests calling in. We have uh, Coach Brent Oden. Uh, Odin Brett of St. Agnes Wrestling calling in at 1025. We're going to talk about his squad. We're also going to co- talk to Coach Teal Vanderway of Como Park and some of the big news coming out of Como Park Wrestling as they have something uh, a big match coming up on the 23rd, but we also want to talk about uh, some of the matches that are coming up in between as well. So we will talk to him. He will be calling in at 1040. And uh, somewhere along the way, we will be talking to uh, Coach Tim Blaze of the St. Paul Sibley Riveters. And they have a big uh, game today. It's the Winter Classic happening at Northdale Rec, where we have outdoor girls hockey happening today. Uh, And that starts at uh, right now, actually, if things got going um, on schedule. And uh, let me just pull up real quick what is on the schedule out there at Northdale Rec if you want to go take some time today and uh, watch some outdoor hockey here in St. Paul. At 10 a.m., it's Mankato East versus Minneapolis. And at noon, Moorhead versus Northern Lakes. At 2 o'clock, Northfield will face Matamidi. And then uh, the nightcap, if you will, at 4 p.m., it's Mankato West versus uh, the St. Paul Sibley Riveters. Uh, Concessions are available inside all day in the gym there and the uh, event is sponsored by the friends of como athletics uh, as they support the youth of the north end so if you want uh, to go check some uh, outdoor hockey out check them out at northdale rec that is today uh, their address is 1414 st albans in st paul so that'll be a a fun day if you want to go check that out uh, and like I said, we've got lots of scores and stats to get to. And then there's a couple of stories that I found online that I think you find, will find interesting. One of them pertains to uh, the playoffs, the NFL playoffs that are going on right now. And another one is out of Wisconsin and uh, what their high school league is doing to combat overzealous parents in the crowd. Yes, that is something that goes on, and if you go to high school events regularly, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so we will talk about that as well. But first, before our guests call in, let's get going on 
what has happened this past week. Oh, uh, before I forget too, if you want to find out some more information on this show, you want to follow us on Facebook, we are everywhere on social media. Just go to the 651 Sports Update Facebook page, follow us, like us there. We're on Twitter as well at 651 Sports Update, and we are also on Instagram, 651 Sports Update. Okay, so we got that all out of the way. Let's get into the scores for this past week. We're going to start with girls basketball. On Tuesday, we have some conference play getting underway for the uh, schools, and it was Central 60, Johnson 31, Highland Park 49, Washington 6, Como Park 81, Harding 32. Uh, No info for Harding uh, was kept that I could find online. Ronnie Porter scored 20 for Como Park, and Shania Nichols was next with 18. Shaquille Walker had 12 rebounds and 7 steals in that game. It was Humboldt 51, Minneapolis Roosevelt Roosevelt 48, excuse me. Uh, it was Holy Angels 85, St. Agnes 31. On Thursday, it was Como Park 99, Johnson 22. Friday, it was Fridley 50, St. Agnes 27. Uh, Bridget Boyle had 17 points for the Aggies in that game. Highland Park 58, Central 24. Uh, Ceylon Versalis Shiggs scored 15 for the Lady Scots. Tiana Ellis had 14 for Central. They were led by Hemeti Apet. She dropped in eight points. It was Humboldt 80, Washington 10 in boys soccer. I'm sorry, boys basketball. Excuse me. I don't know where I've read soccer from. Uh, It was Minneapolis South 65, Johnson 56. On Tuesday, it was the High School for Recording Art 71, St. Agnes 70 in a tight one. And Jake Bresney had 13 steals, 21 points, and 7 assists in that game. Ben Ganslet led or added eight, 15 points excuse me, in that win. I'm sorry, in that loss. Uh, on Wednesday, it was Humboldt 108, Kaleidoscope Charter 43. Brian Williams had 28 points and led all scores. Darnell King added another 21 in that contest. On Thursday, it was Charter Stars 78, Highland Park 70, Johnson 78, Como Park 54, St. Agnes 58, New Life Academy 48, Jacob Bresney led the Aggies again with 18 points, and Gansler was next on the team with 12. Uh, Last night, it was Central 81, Highland Park 44, Brooklyn Center 81, Harding 73, Humboldt 81, Washington 76, Williams led the Hawks to victory with 20 points. Desmond Lugo was next with 18. For Washington, Xavion Smith had 28 points and led all the scorers in that game. Uh, Drew on White for Washington added another 16. In girls hockey, it was Minnehaha United 9, Wasika 0. Maddie Duca and Ava Wasserman each had a hat trick in that one. Uh, Duca also added two assists. Hannah Schumer and Leah uh, Lingen had the other goals. And it was Rebecca Skewers was a perfect 13 for 13 in the net. On Wednesday, it was Matamidi 5, St. Paul, Henry Sibley 0. Uh, last night, it was Minnehaha United 4, Eveleth Gilbert 3, as they make their tour of northern Minnesota this weekend. Uh, South St. Paul 6, uh, St. Paul Sibley 0. In boys hockey, it was Southwest Christian Richfield, which is a co-op team, uh, 
8, Highland Park 2, Javier Hamlin and Christian Landon scored for the Scots in that one. Sam Bell added two assists uh, to his season total. And Eduardo Del Osbel made 32 saves on 37 shots. He had the majority of that game uh, in the net for Highland Park. On Tuesday, it was SPA 4, Minneapolis 1. Uh, four skaters for SPA shared in the scoring in this game. Uh, we had goals from Michael Bagnoli, Duncan Fleming, Jake Hozu, and Quinn Appert. Thomas uh, Kurziak made 20 saves on 21 shots. On Thursday, it was Providence Academy 3, SPA 2, Pine City Area 6, Highland Park 3, and Minneapolis 3, Johnson 0. In wrestling, some of the results from this week uh, on Wednesday, it was Como Park 44, Washington 34. That was a, a big win for Como Park, and we will talk to Coach Vanderway about that win and the significance of that one. Central 45, Harding 36, Johnson 46, Humboldt 24. Um, and then when uh, Coach Odie calls in from St. Agnes, we will get some of the results of that team for this week uh in on wednesday in for gymnastics it was highland park over washburn washburn 126 to 118 your all-around winner was leah wallace of highland park she scored a 34.8 it was minneapolis southwest 115 johnson 84 the all-around winner was meredith smith of minneapolis southwest minneapolis roosevelt 106 como park 81 and your all-around winner was Sophia Nelson of Minneapolis Roosevelt. Central, 124, Columbia Heights, 90. And Eden Hunt of Central was your all-around winner with a total point value of 32.85. Over to swimming and diving. Highland Park, SPA, 95. Como Park, 75. And yesterday, last night, it was Central, 100. Johnson, 68. And it was the team of Humboldt, Washington over Harding in a close one, 95 to 90. Now for our skiing sports, girls and boys Nordic and girls and boys Alpine skiing. Um, I don't have any results for either of those sports because, well, there just isn't any snow on the ground. And uh, they just haven't been able to uh, have any contest this week so uh, who knows if mother nature is going to be good to them this year um, as the last couple of years actually for some of these outdoor winter sports has been kind of weird as far as having enough snow on the ground for some of these sports to actually have contests and uh, for that matter the spring sports uh, has been either a late winter or just a really wet spring and they haven't been able to get out there as well so we'll see what the this year holds as far as Mother Nature goes for that. I'm going to try to look up some of the results of uh, some of the standings, I should say, of some of these uh, uh, bigger sports here on the St. Paul Public School side anyway. Um, your standings for boys basketball. Uh, Central is on top uh, with a 1-0 and conference record, and they're 8-3 and overall. They're just above Humboldt, who's also 1-0. and uh, They have an overall record of 8-5. and Johnson is next, who's also 1-0. and uh, Their overall record is 6-6. Six and six. So you have uh, uh, just the start of conference play on the boys' side. And that's why it's so tight uh, on the girls' side. Let's pull that up. 
Uh, we have Como Park on top uh, with the conference record of 3-0. and They're 11-1 overall. Highland Park is 2-0 in the conference with 11-3 overall record. Humboldt is next, who's also 2-0 in the conference, 9-4 overall record, followed by Central, who is 2-1 uh, with the 2-10 overall record. Uh, Harding, Washington, and Johnson make up the rest of the field. And I want to go into boys wrestling uh, on the St. Paul City Conference side as well. Como Park and Johnson sit on top. Both are 3-0 overall. Como Park is 5-1. Johnson is 10-3. Washington is 2-1. An overall record of 4-5, followed by Central, Harding, Humboldt, and Highland Park. And we will get some more information from Coach Odie on the St. Agnes side when he calls in in about, uh, oh, about 10 minutes or so now. A couple of stories that I found this week online that I wanted to share uh, with you. Um, the first one comes uh, was shared by the uh, Minnesota State High School League, but it comes out of uh, Milwaukee, and this is a story by Kurt Hogg of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association uh, has a message for parents of high school students, and that is Cool It. The WIAA Director Dave Anderson, in conjunction with the National Federation of High School Associations, they are circulating an op-ed titled Dear Mom and Dad, Cool It, and that focuses on parents', uh, parents verbal criticisms of officials at sporting events. In addition to wanting to promote better sportsmanship overall, the WIAA wants to address a shortage of officials. As the column points out, the parents of high school student-athletes in our state are not only causing a stir, they are also causing a problem, WIAA Director of Communications Todd Clark said. We have a shortage of licensed high school officials in Wisconsin. Not only are experienced officials retiring, but younger officials are quitting. Why? Well, because of parental abuse. Clark said the net result is the athletic events around the state have been rescheduled, postponed, or even outright canceled because of the lack of officials. Longtime coaches and athletic directors from area high schools say the majority of spectators cause no issues, but the boisterous ones do stand out. Parents, not all, are a problem at almost every high school and youth athletic event that I attend. Nicollet High School Athletic Director Kurt uh, Krychowziak said, the parents who cheer the right way and have the proper etiquette at games far outweigh the ones that don't, but the ones that don't tend to be the loudest and most difficult to deal with. I struggle with it as an administrator. Overzealous fans at pep sporting events are nothing new, but school administrators say they have seen the problem grow over recent years. I want to stay optimistic and say it's always been this way, but it seems to be more of a culture of parents being more vocal, even more so than the kids in our student sections, Greenfield Athletic Director Trent Lower said. I've seen an increase in the level of how upset parents are and how they display it at an athletic event. The request from schools and the WIAA alike for good sportsmanship is nothing new. Attend a varsity basketball game this season and you will hear the public address announcer read the statement about games being educational events. I think we have to get back to the core mission of why we're there, Lower said. We're there because high school sports 
are there to provide enriching experiences to add to the overall high school experience. It's not, uh, not to bring criticism and negativity towards people who officiate and support that event. The shortage of officials has been notable across the state. Lower first had to cancel lower level soccer and baseball games last year because he simply couldn't find WIAA sanctioned referees to work them. Older, more experienced officials find themselves with few nights off throughout the season, even if they would rather cut down uh, their workload. The refs that, are, that we see are the ones I've been seeing for 20 years now, Cudahy girls basketball head coach Bob uh, Morondi said. Some of them, they want to sort of phase out of re- into retirement, but they have coaches and ADs basically saying they need them to stick around. As for new officials, the WIAA's letter asserts 80% of them quit within two years. Younger refs, we don't see them, Lower said. Not many of them exist. Abuse isn't the only reason why lower officiating participation from younger people, said one former referee. Many who would otherwise put on the striped jerseys are focused on beginning their careers. They have young children or are unable to fit games into their schedules. Um... It goes on to say that some schools have already taken up the initiative to try to get more students into the field as officials. Grafton is in the midst of its first semester of offering a class specifically geared toward teaching students how to become referees. The 22 students enrolled focus on, the, on a specific sport and work toward becoming a licensed official by semester's end. They can all officiate youth and middle school games for now and after they graduate, high school. They can referee lower-level or freshman games, Grafton's physical education teacher Mike Weldon said. Uh, And then below of that uh, article, we have uh, the the entire op-ed. So that is on the Journal Sentinel um, website. That's jsonline.com, and that was written by Kurt Hogg. That was published uh, on January 9th. So the... The crux of their story, what they want to bring to people's attention is that uh, some overzealous parents, not all of them, they want to exp- uh, make sure that you know that it's, it's not the majority of parents, it's the minority of parents, but those are the ones that are loudest. Um, I've attended sporting events here at the high school level in St. Paul, and of course there's always uh, fans and, and parents that do speak up. I'm not going to say that it's a majority of parents that I've seen, but there have been a couple of parents at some of these events that do uh, like to express their displeasure towards referees. Um, and I know if I can hear them, the referees can hear them. Uh, usually if I'm broadcasting a game uh, online and I'm sitting courtside, um, and sometimes these parents think they're they're talking quietly when they're not, um, when they're criticism of officials. And uh, I know for sure, for a fact, uh, a couple of games this year, and uh, there has been some parents that have uh, had some some things to say about officials, and I guarantee you the officials have heard it on the court, even though the parents think they're not talking uh, that loudly. So uh, give officials a break. They're uh, they're out there to try to to do their best. They're humans trying to do a job, just like you going to work, doing your job. Uh, you do the best you can, um, and uh, it would make their job a little easier if. They didn't have somebody questioning every every blown whistle or every call um, that they make. So they're there to to uh, you know literally referee the game and make sure rules aren't broken and 
and everybody has a good time. All right, the second story that I found is pretty interesting and uh, involves the NFL playoffs, specifically the game that uh, one of the games that will be happening um, on, I believe it's Sunday. Yeah, it is Sunday. So uh, this comes from the USA Today High School Sports, uh, who got it from the News Journal, and Kevin Tresolini wrote this story. Uh, History will be made on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome by two quarterbacks whose similarities go well beyond the number nine on each of their jerseys. The Eagles' Nick Foles and New Orleans Saints' Drew Brees will become the first former Super Bowl MVPs who attended the same high school to square off in an NFL playoff game when the Eagles and Saints kick off at 440, it'd be 340 our time. Uh, Each is a graduate of Westlake High in Austin, Texas. The two are 10 years apart. Breeze is 39 and graduated in 1997. Foles is 29 and graduated in 07. Being from Westlake, knowing who he was as a kid, I can't say I remember watching him play full set on Wednesday. I probably was running around uh, playing tag if I was at the game throwing a little football around. But watching him at Purdue throughout his career in the NFL, I felt Drew's a Hall of Famer and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm just trying to find the rest of the story here. It looks like uh, the rest of the story is getting cut off by the website here, but it goes on to talk about how the, the principal at uh, Westlake High in Austin, Texas, says that he... Uh, it hasn't quite hit him yet or the community about what how cool it is to have uh, not only two former Super Bowl MVPs from the same school, but now they will be making history as they face each other uh, as players from the same high school, even though they're they're ten years apart. They will uh, um, they they know the significance of what it is for each of them to to play each other on the field in the NFL is it's not very easy to make it to the NFL and now you have two players uh from the same high school of course it is Texas so um it's the football juggernaut um for sure out of there and I apologize we're just trying to get the this computer to come back and so I can see what's going on, and that way we can get there. Uh, all right, here we go. So Foles was a former MVP of uh, Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl last year, and of course Drew Brees was uh, the MVP of a Super Bowl a couple years ago. All right, so my computer just isn't going to cooperate uh, with me anymore on that story just trying to get this computer back up on on the air so that makes for riveting radio for sure uh we are it's 10 23 you're listening to 651 sports update on wfnulp 94.1 fm in saint paul i am your host mike resendez we are just a couple minutes away uh, from hearing from Coach Odie of the St. Agnes wrestling team. We'll talk about his team and 
what their um, season has been like so far this year. And then uh, we will hear from Coach Teal Vanderway of Como Park, and we will talk about their season as well and what to expect uh, coming up on January 23rd um, with his team. But also we'll talk about some of the matches that are coming up uh, for his team at Como Park. And then if we have, uh, if we can squeeze them in, we're going to squeeze in Coach uh, Tim Blaze of the St. Paul Sibley Riveters. And he will talk to us about the winter classic that's going on right now as we speak at Northdale Rec. It's outdoor girls hockey at Northdale Rec. And uh, the Riveters will play Mankato West at 4 o'clock. That's the schedule start time. Now they could get a little behind depending on uh, weather. Last year it was, it's, I doubt we're going to have these same issues this year, uh, but last year they, it was really cold. And uh, we're going to have Coach Coach Odin Brent of St. Agnes Wrestling joins us now. Coach Odie, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you. Thanks for you for inviting me to come on and talk on the radio. No problem. Uh, now we were—I was just talking about uh, uh, some of the the wrestling um, standings in St. Paul, but can you tell us a little bit about uh, the standings of your team at St. Agnes? Yeah, no problem. Um, my guys, we always start out pretty slow, um, but what's nice about my uh, my guys is they all love to learn. And now I have a, a few individuals who are doing really, really well. I have Tommy Jackson, who is my uh, senior captain this year. Uh, he is wrestling out of his mind this year. He's, uh, I mean, he's a great leader, great mentor. For the kids, I have Eli Doby, who's doing extremely well as well. He is uh, also wrestling out of his mind. Um, Tommy this year has 20 wins. Eli has 19 wins already. The next leader that we have is Isaac Schmidt with 15 wins on the season. And uh, what's nice about Isaac is Isaac Schmidt is only a ninth grader. So I have him for many years here coming up in my program. So um, as a team-wise, we are starting to turn a corner. We gain guys at the right weight classes. So the last few dual meets that we had, we uh, we filled up just about every spot but one. And uh, now we are starting to put some wins on the board for a team. And we're up to four team wins. And if I had this lineup right at the very beginning, uh, we could definitely pulled out another six, seven, because we had a lot of them that came down to the wire. Sure. Now, can you tell us how long have you coached uh, at Saint Agnes? And I know you're you're a teacher there as well. So, uh, can you tell us how long you've you've been at Saint Agnes uh, as a whole in total? Yeah. Um, for coaching wise, I was the one that started the wrestling program. So we are in our seventh year at uh, Saint Agnes for wrestling, and I, I brought that in. I wanted to start it up even earlier, but uh, I was talking with uh, Mr. Mike Streitz about trying to get it going, and we had to do a little background work before we got the program going. And I've been teaching at St. Agnes now for uh, 13 full years, and this is my 14th year. 
Okay. And what, what is your background in wrestling? Were you a wrestler in, in high school or college? Oh yeah. I was, uh, I have two older brothers. They both wrestle for the Apple Valley program. I grew up through the Apple Valley program. Apple Valley is like the premier of wrestling for many, many, many years. Mr. Uh, Demery was the coach that, at that time, and he's known all throughout the wrestling world. So um, I grew up coming out as a little ankle biter, and, and I always wrestled against my uh, brother's teammates, and they always thought it was a great time. And uh, So I, I, like I said, I, I've been wrestling since I've been able to walk. That's all. Um, it's just really, it's really a really cool thing. And then for uh, coaching wise, uh, I was pulled out right away in college wise um, to start coaching. And I was helping at Eastview here in uh, Apple Valley. I was, I was still a junior in, in college and I was their freshman coach for a while. Okay. Now, um, when it comes to, to starting a a program uh, without getting into to too many of the details. Uh, what are the, the pros and cons of, of being able to start a program from scratch? Oh, pro, uh, there's uh, so many different things going on both sides. Um, the biggest thing that I had to prove right away was, do we have enough interest and can we keep the interest going in, with wrestling? And, and some schools for wrestling, wrestling's a real tough sport to sell um, just because there's no one else that you can blame about yourself because it's only one-on-one out on the mat. And so when I got the interest going, um, I made sure I had some senior leadership, junior leadership, but I also had to prove that I had some younger guys as well. So. After the first two years, I, I could have numbers of like 20 guys out on the mat, but will it die down right away? And then well, for the school-wise, do they really want to spend out all that money to get, you know, to get the program started? And after two years, your numbers die down way down and we don't have enough to really, you know, keep a program going. And that's why I talked with Mr. Streitz about uh, – Let's get a youth uh, league going as well. And now I ha- I start up with a youth league, and they're in their uh, fifth year right now. And the first four years that we had the youth league going, um, I made or they made it to the final four for the youth league every year but one. Oh wow! And one year they actually made it to the final two, and uh, and they they have wrestled really 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 well. And now I'm starting to kind of benefit from that because now I got people coming into my program, my high school program, and they actually know what wrestling is all about because my first three, four years when I grabbed guys, they looked at a wrestling mat and they're like, what's this? And, <laughs> and they kind of kick it. What? We get to be thrown on this. There's not a lot of protection, blah, blah, blah. But yet now... I got guys coming in and knowing what certain moves are, what a single, a double, and a half Nelson, and all those things. So it's kind of it's kind of taken off now, and and uh, I got a good feeling this year. I got a lot of good young wrestlers coming up that uh, 
um, I think my uh, youth team will probably make it to the final four again. So. Well, that's good. When in doubt, start your own feeder program, right? I mean, that <laughs> seems to oh, be yeah. the, the key to that. Um, now, you, you sent me some information uh, prior to uh, this interview this week, um, and you had mentioned that the, the last three years uh, the Aggies have placed second in the conference. Um, what is your team doing this year to get over that hump to get in that first place spot? Oh yeah, um, right now we're two and zero as a team in the conference. But the the big thing will be coming down on February 9th. That's when we have our big tournament for the conference. And uh, this year um, we got a new program called uh, Map Boss that we have a lot of video uh, things that the boys can watch on their own. They log into their own account and watch. And I, I can go in and do some um, kind of dictations on there. So on certain matches, when they get in a certain spot, I can, you know, I can type in things. At this spot, you need to do this. So they, they can kind of learn away from everything. And so when we come back to practice on Monday, they could continue to uh, practice things that they themselves personally need to work on. Um, also, with this new program, when I watch and I go through those things, I, I also take notes and and uh, I find out what uh, they need to actually, as a team, need to grow on as well. So we can have like a, a team identity coming out on the mat. So uh, we're uh, we're kind of being feared for. Watch out for this ha- uh, this team with all the half Nelsons they do, or or uh, watch out for uh, their single legs because they like to finish it certain ways and and teams they're starting to pick up on that and but yet uh they, they're having a hard time stopping our moves now what would you have done with uh, technology like that when you were wrestling it seems like when i when i talk to coaches a, a lot of times uh, they bring up you know this service and, and that service that they use to help their team uh out and and they they give their their players or their athletes homework as far as you know, make sure you watch the video on this, and you're using it to to give them tips and pointers uh, on their individual matches. So, um, what would you have done if you had uh, that type of technology back when you were wrestling? Oh man, that would. I'm always a, a student of the game, and my my parents they always videotape my matches, and we always uh, go back to the VCR age and press play, <laughs> and then we had to rewind and then play and. And I wore out those tapes more than uh, than nothing because just I watched and watched, but that took forever to do. Where this here, I mean, it would be so, <laughs> it would be so nice. Oh, I want to watch that first takedown again. You know, all I need to do is press on a certain button. Bam! It took me right to that spot. Right. It's not me rewinding, fast forwarding, trying to <laughs> try to find that <laughs> spot. So. Oh, that technology would have been huge. The wrestling would have grown so much quicker as a as a technical sport as well because uh, if you know your technique and know when to do it at the right times, man, that that uh, that just makes the the wrestlers grow that much quicker. Yeah, that's. So a, I would I would have grown a, a lot quicker as well. Yeah, it seems like uh, this you know technology is growing. Uh, coaches and teams and schools are finding different ways to use it and. And athletes are really benefiting from it, so it's uh, it's really nice to see that, that you know it, it also puts a lot of the um, 
you know, some of the work on, on the athletes as well, that, it, you know, not just to rely on their coaches to find things It lets them, like you said, become more of a student of the, of the sport they're participating in. Um, I was just wondering, uh, we had mentioned, or you had talked about, uh, how the team has done in sections in the past and, and who has a shot, uh, at state this year. I wonder, can you tell us, uh, the, the history of the team in sections and, uh, where you, you want them to go this year and, and who has a shot at state? Yeah. Um, our section, section four, a is a real tough section. We have some pretty, uh, big name teams there right now currently acgc or atwater cosmic Grove city uh they're ranked number three in class a um and they're they're a real tough tough team and then we got some other teams that kind of really long follow with it and um in years past we always we we have problems you know making it in the top two because the top two go to state for wrestling and individual sports or individual side of it and uh last year we had two guys that placed third they're both they were both uh uh incredible incredible guys and that stuff um and one of them though is eli doby who who, who wrestled really well. He he, he just uh, one match short. He was one one guy away from making it to the the state tournament. Uh, this year he's I mean he is putting on a a good show and and that stuff. He's he's wrestling at a at a high level. He's he's making some good choices and, and growing that way. So. Eli it definitely has a good shot. Another one was my senior captain, uh, Tommy. And uh, Tommy, he, uh, last year, he got into uh, a group of guys who, uh, uh, top four guys that placed last year, or uh, took first, second, third, and fourth, are all currently ranked in, in this year's polls this year. So he was stuck in a, a real, real tough, tough bracket last year, taking seventh. And this year, he's wrestling a, a lot of these guys, and he is, man, I, I can't tell you how much he's grown from last year to this year. And he's wrestled some real tough, tough guys. He's wrestled the the number one kid at his weight, uh, weight lost to him nine to one, but he gave up a takedown at the very last, uh, last part of it. Um, but there was a couple times where uh, he had the number one kid on his back. There was a couple times where he had uh, a close takedown uh, on him. So that was a really tight, uh, tight contested uh, bout between him and uh, and Carpenter. Um, we also have uh, Isaac Schmidt. He has come a, a long, long ways. He's wrestled a kid against uh, Norwood Young America. Uh, he is now the Norwood kid was ranked number five or six in state, uh, and he w- lost to him five to three, and it was tied three three going into the, the last period, and with uh, about ten seconds, fifteen seconds left, he gave up a takedown. So and and this kid uh, from Norwood, he he's probably going to be the number one seed. So Isaac, he 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 has a good shot of breaking through there as well 
Um, another dark horse would be probably Josh Hernandez. He placed fifth last year at uh, at sections. Um, he had two guys that were uh, placed first and second in front of him last year. Those two guys uh, met in the finals in state tournament last year and took first and second. So it, it, he has a real, real good shot of uh, kind of growing up and placing in the in the top two. Um, I mean, I have I have a lot of lot of solid guys that are just. They're peaking at the right times here. They're they're, they're kind of growing up right now. Uh, they're leading my programs. Um, even like Gabe Scott, he's out now with an injury, but yet he's still he's still in the corner. He's still in the, at the practice room, still helping out the guys. I mean, he wrestled uh, at the Cannon Falls tournament and he wrestled a guy that is uh, that was ranked in Double A. And I think he lost like like nine six, and it was like a really tightly contested. And and hopefully Gabe can be back here soon, so he can get back into the wrestling shape and and push his way through. And last but not least is Joe uh, Lewis. Joe Lewis is another guy that uh, that is. I mean, he's he finally got his mental edge going and. He's just like, I don't care who the other guy is. I'm going to go out there and compete, and I want to do the best I can. Uh, he placed fourth last year at sections, and uh, the guys that are in, fu- uh, in front of him, uh, first and second, both graduated. And so he has a good shot sliding up, being in the top two. Um, he was out for the first half of the year. Um uh, for wrestling this year now, but he's coming back, coming back strong. So he's kind of trying to catch his wrestling wind kind of thing. He's currently nine five and four right now, and and uh, I mean, I got I got a lot of guys who are just right on that cusp of placing in the top two to make it to the state tournament. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like your program is uh, well on its way to to have success uh, in the coming years. Um, oh yeah, and, and then oh, especially yeah. this it, year as well. And and if I just had this year, if I would have had, um, I had two guys that who are pure athletes who, I told the, told those two guys that, hey, I know you're basketball players, but when you grew up, you were wrestlers. If I would have had you guys, I mean, this year I I know that right now we could probably be in the top ten or top four in my section for team wise. If I would have had those two guys, there'd be a good chance that I could be. Uh, in the top two, maybe in the, in the final match, trying to make it to the state tournament. Awesome. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for uh, calling in and joining us today and talking about your team. Um, and uh, we're going to be sure to follow you and, and your, the team the rest of the year as we've done uh, this season and, and last season. Um, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing how you guys do in the sections and uh, coming up in state. Sounds good. Thank you for, again, inviting me and. And let me share about the St. Agnes Wrestling. This family has grown a lot, so thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much, Coach. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Sounds good. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, that was Coach Odie of the St. Agnes Wrestling Team. I want to thank him for joining us today. And uh, we are just waiting for a phone call from Coach uh, Teal Vanderway of Como Park 
wrestling as we will talk about uh, the Cougars and uh, their season as well. Um, if uh, by chance he doesn't get to uh, call in, we will uh, talk about uh, what I had teased earlier about their big win uh, this past week um, for the Cougar wrestling team and what uh, that means coming up on the 23rd uh, for them. And uh, so we will just give him a, a minute or two to uh, call in. And then if Coach uh, Tim Blaze uh, is available as well, he will call in. Um, as they are having a, a big day out at Northdale Rec. And uh, I'll just pull up some information on that and let you know that the uh, St. Paul Winter Classic is uh, happening today at 1414 uh, uh, St. Albans uh, right now as we speak. Uh, Mankato East is playing Minneapolis uh, at 12 o'clock. Moorhead will face Northern Lakes, and Northfield will face Matamidi. Mankato West will play the Riveters. That is the nightcap uh, at 4 o'clock. Con concessions are available today um, there as well. And like I was talking before uh, Coach Odie called in last year, uh, they got a little behind schedule because, well, for a few reasons. One, the uh, weather was so cold, uh, they had to wait a little bit and delay the first start time of the uh, first game because of the uh, the weather, it, the temperature was just uh, too cold as far as the uh, high school league standards go, and they um, made them uh, delay the first start. And then the the Zamboni broke down, I think, at one point. Um, I tried to broadcast the game. Uh, the At the time, it was the Blades, the St. Paul Blades, tried to broadcast that game on 651sports.com and this radio station. Um, and it was so cold that my equipment froze, and uh, that was that. There was just no... No way of getting um, the broadcast out there as everything just froze. So this year it's a little warmer. Hopefully the the ice will hold up and uh, they'll be able to get all the games in. There won't be any delays because of the warm weather. Um, I think right now we're okay. Um, and uh, so if you want to do uh, watch that as well, some of the other. Uh, schedules as we I'll pull that up and we will get that information to you so for today on the St. Paul City side in boys basketball central will face Hopkins at 625 and in gymnastics starting in about 14 minutes um, over in Osseo uh, Johnson will take part in the Osseo Fridley Invitational in Hockey today, Johnson will face St. Paul Academy, and that is at Drake Arena. That game starts at 7 p.m., and I'm just making sure that I'm not missing anything else on that side. In girls hockey, we just went over that at 4 o'clock. It's the Riveters hosting Mankato West at Northdale Rec Center. In uh, swimming and diving at the Buffalo Invitational, at the Buffalo Community Middle School, it is Central will take part in that. And Como Park at 1 o'clock will take part in the South St. Paul Invitational, and that's at South St. Paul High School. In wrestling, at 7.30 this morning at the Johnson Duels, uh, Andover uh, faced Johnson at 9 a.m. It was scheduled uh, Johnson versus Cannon Falls. And then at 10.30, it was Champlin Park versus Johnson, and then at noon it'll be Johnson 
uh, versus Minneapolis Southwest. And in Elk River, Harding is taking part in the Elk River Tournament that got underway at 9 a.m. And uh, let me just pull up the St. Agnes schedule if I can. We'll see if the computer will let me do it. It's uh, an older laptop, so we will <laughs> see if we can get it uh, to get going here for us, and it looks like it will. So we'll just pull up some of the, the schedules for this. Well, it looks like it's not going to let me do it. So uh, I guess that is that. I guess we can do it this the old-fashioned way here on the phone. I know that'll work. All right, so as far as the schedule today, uh, we have uh, boys basketball versus Nova Classical Academy at 3 p.m., and that's boys. Uh, for hockey, SPA will play uh, uh, Johnson, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, at 7 p.m. On Monday, um, well, we don't have any varsity sports scheduled for Monday. Looks like we have Coach Tim Blaze calling in here, so we will pull him up. All right, Coach Tim Blaze, are you there? Yes, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good, very well. Good. Now, uh, you're calling in to talk about uh, an event that I had mentioned already on the air. It's the Winter Classic is going on today at Northdale Rec, and uh, I'm sure you're a busy guy today as your yes. your team is, is hosting uh, this event. Tell us uh, quickly, uh, what is the Winter Classic and what can people expect as they head out there today? Yeah, well, I hope people will come up. It's an awesome, awesome event here we host at Northdale Rec Center. Uh, so basically there's four girls' uh, high school varsity games. Uh, first one's on their way right now. It's in between the first intermission between uh, Mankato East and Minneapolis. Uh, and uh, after that, we have Northern Lakes, which is a co-op of uh, – kind of some small schools north of the Brainerd Lakes area and Moorhead. Uh, the third game is Northfield versus Matamidi. And then the final game of the night is the St. Paul Sibley Riveters, which is us, against uh, Mankato West. All right, now last so year. So basically oh. you come on down. It, 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 we got all kinds of concessions going on. We got, we got sausages and hot, and hot dogs on the grill, mini donuts, walking tacos. There's chuck-a-puck. We got fires going all around the rink here. Uh so yeah, it's a really cool, cool atmosphere. It's a great event. Now, last year it was uh, it was so cold that the the start of the first game was delayed <laughs> based on yep. temperature. Uh, this year it's a little bit warmer, so yeah, it's it's perfect temperature. I think we're in the twenties, and the ice is holding up great. Uh, we're we're grateful for the cloud cover. The sun can wreak some havoc on the. <laughs> on the ice so right we're grateful for cloud cover at this point right <laughs> now uh it, can you give us a, a a quick rundown on uh the riveter season so far and uh um, what what can we expect out of the game versus uh, mankato west tonight uh yeah so the, the season this year's been a little bit of a, a struggle i think our expectations going into it were pretty high um i think the first month it took us a little while it was our first year uh co-oping with sibley and it took us a little time to get used to playing with one another. Uh, and it was a little bit softer part of our schedule. Um, once we hit the conference play, it's it's a it's a tough game every night. 
they're all really good teams. A lot of them are ranked in the top 20 in the state. So we've been struggling a little bit, but overall, I mean, our, our girls work hard every day in practice. They play, you know, hard all three periods, and it's it's coming together. And, and we we're confident that uh, you know we're going to beat some people that nobody expects us to beat here down the home stretch. So um, as far as tonight, uh, we don't know a whole lot about Mankato West. We never played them. Um, they play down down south in, in the conference. Um, I think it's the the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, something like that. Down south, uh, primarily play southern teams. So it's got a little bit of an unknown. Um, looks like they have a couple of players that are putting up some points and a decent goaltender. So I think if we we come out and play, you know, playing outside, it kind of changes things a little bit. You know, just come out with a, a simple game plan and, and and get pucks deep and go after them and just work, outwork hard and outwork them. We'll be fine tonight. Yeah, maybe if you can bend the ear of the Mankato East coach after their game. Uh, I already have. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. All right. And then uh, we have a game coming up on 651sports.com on February 1st, uh, which is senior night. Um, Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the the seniors on this this year's team and and what have they meant to you uh, in the first year of this new co-op. Yeah, I I can't say enough about our senior group. Um, Their maturity – and, and leadership has made this work. Um, our kids get along unbelievably. Um, this is the first year I've coached and haven't had really any locker room issues or problems. Um, they, they, they did a great job of bringing everybody together from two different schools. And I think both groups were a little bit hesitant to whether or not they were going to gel and get along, and, and they have. Um, I can't say enough about these kids. I've been with the girls from St. Paul for four years now, and, and – you know, they, they mean a lot to me, and, and I'm, senior night's going to be an emotional night. I'm going to be sad to see those kids go. All right, and your other your co-head coach, uh, Allie Duhlman, how long was she with the uh, the Sibley program before you guys merged? Four years. We, we started the same year. Okay, so you, you both are, are going to have uh, an emotional tie to that senior night yeah, as you've had uh, those, to those players from the beginning yeah. to the end of their high school career, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're both kind of in the same boat there on that one, so – and and you know, I, I can't say enough about the group of kids we have. It's they're unreal. It's they're the best group of kids I've ever been around, and I've been coaching for a long time. So awesome. Well, coach, I know you're busy. Um, you've got uh, a big day ahead of you, um, and, and uh, I'm sure you're, you're probably running around trying to figure out what what's up and what's down right now. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of work down here. But if, if people are out there listening, I, I encourage you to stop for a little bit. It's no mission to get in, and it's. Uh, a lot of a lot of great stuff going on. So right, free outdoor high school hockey. What more can you ask for in January? Nah, not much, right? right? <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks, coach, for calling yeah, in. Thank and, you. Uh, hey, I appreciate the time. No problem. We'll get some people out there for you. Thanks. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you. Yep. Bye. All right, Coach Tim Blaze of uh, the St. Paul Sibley Riveters calling in. Thanks, Coach, for doing that. Uh, like I said, it's the uh, Winter Classic outdoor high school hockey. Uh, in January in Minnesota, um, the weather looks like it's gonna gonna cooperate for the most part. So uh, as long as like you said, as long as the sun doesn't poke through those clouds, the ice should hold up. Uh, Twenty degrees in January can't beat that. Just throw on some long underwear and a couple of layers, and and you should be good to go. All right. Well, with that, we are uh, ready to call it a day. Ooh, so uh, we want to thank you for uh, listening to 651 Sports Update. 
And uh, this is Mike Resendez on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. Thanks for Coach Odie for calling in and talking about wrestling with us uh, from St. Agnes. Here I Am podcast is coming up next. Stick around to WFNU all day as you will get some great programming. As always, we will see you here next week, and I believe Eric Erickson will join me in studio uh, as well. So have a great weekend. We'll see you on the next one.